Hey, welcome to the Broken for Better podcast. We're a nonprofit organization with the purpose of equipping your marriage and strengthening your family so that your tomorrow can be better than your today. Enjoy the episode. Does the amount of sex you have equal the happiness inside your relationship? That's what we're going to talk about today. Hmm, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's just a question that we often see. Yes. We talk about it a lot, just the number of times a couple should or should not have sex. Yes. Do you think there's a should not? <laughs> like, <laughs> is there a should not? I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. Because the reality is, I think there are couples right now that are having sex mm -hmm. that because it's not the healthiest, mm. it's not bringing joy and intimacy into the relationship. Yeah. So they maybe ought not to be. Okay, so I feel like you kind of missed an opportunity here because what was this? With every single wait, opportunity for sex? No, not an opportunity for oh, sex. I was gonna say we'll shut this thing down. That is not this kind of show. <laughs> um, we're not. Yeah, we're not doing that. But what I will say is every single. I feel like every episode lately, you have started with a song and you just totally oh, missed your opportunity let's here. Let's do it. I, I got one right now. I Hold bet on. you do. <laughs> I got it. I need you right here. I'm right here. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about one. all the good things <laughs> and the bad things that may be. Okay. Let's talk. Oh, I'm just getting started. Okay, that's good. You're that's starting good. to feel it, are you? You're like, I'm good. I actually do want to shut the Shut the cameras <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kidding. So let's talk about this. Welcome back. It's Kurt uh, and Danette, and we are excited. This week, we do want to talk about sex. Yes. And uh, it is something, it's a controversial topic that brings a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. In some relationships, it brings a lot of healing in some relationships. Mm. And so we just kind of want to throw out some things that we talk about within our counseling and coaching office. Yeah. And we just want to put it on blast. And maybe it's a tool that you can pick up that enhances intimacy in your own relationship. So, babe, you found some amazing stats that when you told me, I was like, ooh, can you just throw down those stats right here in the beginning? Yeah, for sure. So in 2018, the last um, – the last survey that the General Society survey did stated that 25% of couples were having sex about once a week. Okay. 16% were two to three times a week with 5% being four times or more. Those are rabbits. Those are rabbits. Newlyweds. Those are newlyweds. I think they might be walking through a honeymoon season. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. I'm not going to lie. Or bird launching season. Like they launched there and now they're in empty nesters and they're like, ooh, we can do this crazy stuff again. Yes. Bird launcher season. Or, yeah, I don't know. They're just going through a good season. That's good. And I, they don't have a TV. They don't have young kids. There's no <laughs> possible So no way. TV immediately. Uh, we just helped. <laughs> Wives throughout TVs all across America. <laughs> or husbands. Right I think, or husbands. I think more Just husbands. TVs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So then you got, uh, let's see, 17% were having sex maybe once a month. 19% were like around the two to three time a month mark. 10% of couples said that they have not had sex at all in the last year. And 7% said maybe once, maybe twice a year. Those are some crazy stats. You've got like extremes. Wow. You've got some commonality, but then you have some pretty big extremes, you know, yeah. in those. Real quick here on the first part of the list, this, you know, pod, let me just put this out there. Those stats are just merely stats to go, wow, what statistic of people we're in? Obviously, those stats don't, um, it doesn't speak for the entirety. It doesn't speak for 
illnesses. It doesn't speak for major transitions and loss. There's a lot of things that play into that. And so when people did these surveys or when they did it, I don't know the, the what was going on in those people's worlds at the time. So in no way are we saying you should be in this category because the reality is there's not a category you should be in or not be in. It's all based upon the season you're in. And it all is based upon the closeness of you and your wife. I mean, I can think of times yeah. that we've been in the 25% once a week. I can think of times we've been in the 5%. Yeah. You know, like it all's in and out and ebbs and flows with the seasons we're in. So please don't hear us say it all today. Mm -hmm. Hey, you should be here and this is where you ought to be. But hear us say, wow, you should be in one of the categories. Yeah. And if you're in a lower category than you desire to be or that your partner desires to be, yeah. then maybe let's grab a tool or two that we can get in a different category. Can you remember a time when we were in the 5%? I mean, <laughs> this past week? No. Oh. The 5% of like four or five times a week? Yeah. No, I'm saying like when, on an anniversary trip. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, like, it's yeah. always seasons, right? It's a like season. Just... Like that ends up happening, you know, when it's your, you know, your celebrate. Like there's closeness there. Yes. There's well, there's, there's closeness, yeah. but then there's also the freedom, right? Like we're away, you're yeah. at a resort somewhere, you're <laughs> at a hotel. I mean, you live in your house with kids and you have to sneak around here like little ninjas trying to figure out how to do this <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like all these things radically alter yeah. the number that you're in. Yeah, and we've we've had couples that we personally have known, couples that we have counseled that have had it really healthy, what you would consider healthy, meaning by number, sex lives that did not succeed in marriage yeah. that ended up falling apart and so is does that number necessarily dictate your happiness or your success even in your relationship yeah. I, I think it's really a false narrative that the amount of sex you have equals how happy you are yeah i know couples right now that are having sex and it's nearly rape when they have sex one wants to be anywhere but there. Wow. And the other one is just releasing themselves so that they can feel for a moment. Um, those are real life scenarios. And yeah. so I don't think the amount of sex you have equals the amount of happiness that you're experiencing in your head. Do I think sex can do that? Yeah. Listen, like, honestly, for me, my happiest seasons are when we are emotionally and physically connected. Like, that does great for my heart. Yeah. That doesn't. You know, like in our long seasons, I've learned now to be able to find joy and happiness if maybe that's not the 5%, right? Like we're not yeah. in one of those weeks. Yeah. That's not going to dictate or determine my happiness. But there was for seasons of our marriage that it absolutely determined how happy I was in the marriage. Yeah. Because my, my thought, and I think guys do this. Like I don't know that girls do this. Do... Do you feel that women look at other couples? And, and I'm, we, when we say women, I'm not talking about 100% all of women. This, and I'm not saying, in general, do you think it women look at other couples and go, wow, you know, Sally told me that her and Bill are having sex, you know, 14 times a week. <laughs> I'm mad that we're not. The circles that I run in, there definitely aren't too many conversations about how much they're having it. I think in the female world, we talk a lot more about the closeness with our spouse, what we're doing. I mean, look at Instagram. They're talking about their date nights. There are all these different things that, as far as connection. And they're, I think, more wanting to give off that persona of joy and happiness than um, maybe how many times they're having sex. 
um, I do have a, f- a very few limited friends that I probably am in that transparent about, yeah. you know, anyways, because it's an intimate conversation between husband and wife. But I don't think the locker room talk, if you will, like the guys kind of maybe stack. And I think that that definitely sloughs off as you get older. Right. But maybe those numbers of, oh, man, yeah, this is where we're at. That, that comparison game. I don't think we do that so much as women. No. And I think for guys, that kind of guys some guys seasons of my life you you look at that comparison game and you think well if that's what they're doing that's what I want to be doing yeah like wow they're having it way more than me they're they're doing it more times than me then why am I not and that's mm-hmm. where you begin to get this divide of going mm-hmm. we don't have a healthy sex life yeah and so I'm going to go figure out a different way to have a healthy sex life. You know, you touched on the subject of, you know, we know people that it's um, it's not rape. Obviously, that's never, ever condoned, but it's borderline. There's just, just there's no disconnect. And so there's like almost this assignment of you got to do your duties, right? And and in the like even in the Bible, it talks about, you know, not withholding from your spouse except for in a season. But it does talk about seasons where maybe there is a withholding. Those are those are going to be seasons of grief or trust issues and all of that. But it says to not withhold. And so it says to grant your spouse. So that means there's no taking there. There's this there's this giving of myself and giving of yourself to me so that we can be connected. And so you know, if you are listening to this and maybe that's been kind of your MO in your relationship, I think it's important to know that we get to give that to our spouse, but also we we have the opportunity to not withhold. Like that's a benefit, yeah. you know? When it becomes submissive, like give me this in right. spite of right. or because who I am, that is completely wrong. Yeah. Hard for somebody to give something willingly yeah. when it's being taken from them. Yeah. That's not giving it. You're taking it from me. Right. Um, and so, yeah. And, I, you know, that, that giving it and submitting and not withholding, it's also like, you know, that speaks to a lot of people out there that mm-hmm. I just don't feel good today. We're not doing it. I don't feel good today. I don't feel good today. I don't feel good today. I don't feel good. Like, I'm constantly not doing it. And, you know, where I'll tell you is, sure, maybe you don't feel good, but if it's repetitive of you not feeling good, maybe the issue is deeper than not feeling good. Yeah. Maybe there's things that are issues that we need to discuss. Right. You know, I have a tough time having an orgasm, so I don't understand the need of it. You know, mm-hmm. I have a tough time getting turned on, so it's hard for me to get to that place. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for me. It's painful for me. It's not, there's other things, and all you and I would say mm-hmm. in this scenario, what I would say, I'm not gonna speak for you, but you know, I've heard you say, let's not just shut it all down. Right. Let's, let's go seek help. We yeah. so bad wanna get help for so many things in our life, but this area is so sensitive that we don't go seek help. Mm. Hey, what are the things that we can do to enhance? What are the things that we can do to help my drive? What are the things that we can do to help me finish? Like all of these different things. These are things that they have doctors for that you go and get help. Don't just sit there and then live months, you know, days, months, and years of unhappiness mm-hmm. for this huge gift that God gave. And it is so important because, you know, when it when it's not just an act and you see it differently, I think a lot of a lot of the couples we sit in front of and we counsel and coach, they take that topic of sex and they they literally think of it as just an act. Well, he's not happy with me because I'm not performing this act. But it's so much more than this act. It is a form of connection. It's a God-given form yes. of connection. And in our unhealthiest seasons, I definitely thought of sex as an act. 
So there was, for me, there was, when there's trust issues or there's conflict, there's no desire there. So it's addressing, you know, reiterating kind of what you said, addressing those issues because it, it then allows you to have that closeness so that it's not just an, an act. And so it's, true. Yes. And it, it's this gift that like, like when we're on the same page and we're clicking on all, all cylinders and um, even here recently, we've been able to connect with each other even on hard days through physical touch, through this thing that God gave us these six senses. Like you would never say, well, I'm just not eating anymore, right? Because my stomach grumbles and so I, something's bothering me, so I'm just not going to eat. You'd, ha you'd go to the doctor and you'd figure it out because you like the taste of food yeah. and you like, you know, so, but that's another sense. So here we have this physical touch and this desire to be touched and our partner should be that one that's filling that need yeah. and that desire. And there's something to it. There's something deep about it. It definitely, you know, when you look at for us, for sure, that was very unhealthy. And what's crazy is I, I really believe like I began to let lies reinforce themselves in my mind about sex. Yeah. We weren't healthy in communication. I saw it as an act that I was owed or deserved because I got married. Totally wrong. But listen, the reality is, like, I lived my whole life growing up to get married, and, and I didn't save myself for marriage, so I had already experienced that kind of area, right? Right. But you, you, you think, I grew up just thinking, okay, I got to get married because that just gives me this license <laughs> to sex. <laughs> And surely you've been waiting 19 years to have sex, you know, 14 times a week. Oh, my Hanging gosh. from the chandelier and doing crazy stuff that when we get married, oh, <laughs> I mean, it's no holes barred. Very quickly, you see, wow, I was selfish going into it. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked about, like, our honeymoon experience. That was not the best. No, it was hard. Right. Yeah, I've actually heard Lisa Revere tell, she told her sons, um, which I think is hysterical, and I totally should have done this, but they said, your honeymoon is probably going to be the worst sex you'll ever have. So be prepared. Prepare accordingly. And they were like, what? But that's like, because it's this awkwardness of connection, and you yeah. think you've waited so long, or you've, you know, gotten through the wedding. If you didn't wait, or you did wait, you're still thinking, okay, we're going to go and celebrate this moment. And yet there's so much tension that goes into these expectations and all of this that over time, it your sex life should get better. Yeah. Even with age, which I'm sure I'm probably grossing out my kids if they ever watch this, but it's like, <laughs> nonetheless, it should get better over time because your your relationship, sh relationship should get better. So if our marriage is getting better and we're connecting more, so should our physical life. So good. Yeah. I, it's been, it's been a major shift. I'm thankful that, you know, my heart was even open to it and that God really um, did some work in that area. And I began to see it for the gift that it was because hmm. now seeing it as such a connection, I still desire it more than ever, mm -hmm. but it does something completely different for me. Like it's not a, I truly, I like I, there's so many times that it's just wanting to be close to you, yeah. you know, and not wanting to just fulfill something for me. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's not always there too. Like you have certain seasons like, dang, bro, my mind's going crazy. Like I just, 
I'm 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 just feeling. I've seen yeah. my song. Let's get it on. Like those, like you know what I mean. <laughs> two two songs in a day. <laughs> two songs. In Whoa. A day. This is gonna turn into a musical podcast. Okay. I can feel it coming. Just letting it all hang. <laughs> the out. agents um, are just waiting. They're just <laughs> knocking know, down the hey, door. Hey, shout out to the Breviers too. Like check them out. They do some amazing work talking <laughs> yeah. about marriages. No, um, absolutely. But. You know, what a wisdom thing, because our, we go into our honeymoon and very quickly, here I am, you and I had saved ourselves three years, you had saved yourself up until marriage, so I'm thinking, man, honeymoon night, it is on, it's going on, you got all the stuff, right, like all the outfits, and <laughs> that's another thing, that's an enhancer for some, yeah. lingerie, I think lingerie looks best piled up in a, on the floor, but it's it's enhances some, you know, so when you look at this stuff, you go... You got all prepared, and then very quickly that night wasn't what we thought. Yeah. Uh-oh. Is this what it's going to be? Yes. And obviously we loved through it. We worked through it. But then, you know, it trickles in. Like, okay, we got to figure this thing out because it wasn't at all what you thought your whole life waiting for that night was. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. it has absolutely gotten better. But not only that, just my mindset has completely shifted, mm. which has made it very different. Yeah. So let's – Let's give some some tools or what are what are some tools that if maybe your sex life is just either for you or your partner, the, the thing is we should be on the same page regardless or strive to be on the same page. So even if our partner is not happy with maybe the number, the, the amount and all of those things and maybe I am, it's still a conversation to have and work through because we want to be like – meeting our spouse's needs and vice versa. We want to be enhancing each other's um, just connection points. Yeah. So if if sex and intimacy has been hard in your relationship, what are some tools that we, we can give today just to, to maybe stir that? Yeah, we want to look at how do you go from like any of those percentages maybe to the next percentage. Yeah. So like if you're doing it once a week, maybe there's a tool you can pick up to do it twice a week. That'd be fun. Or... Maybe there's a tool to change your mindset and make it more enjoyable for both of you. Multiple times. Yes. Yes. It's not even necessarily about the number. Maybe there's uh, a Even connection. if you go, man, we're doing it twice a year and we want to move to four times, but we're going to shift our mindset so the four times looks completely different mm -hmm. than the two times we've been doing it. So yeah. give me some tools. You got some over okay. there. I see them. I got some tools. I got some, I got some tools. So how do you rekindle the flame? Talk about the things that you enjoy, not necessarily in the heat of the moment, not in the moment saying, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this? <laughs> That's not the, the best time to be doing the quiz and the check off and the answer. Those are just good questions in the moment too, though. They can be if they're done correctly. <laughs> I'm just saying nobody wants to be taking a quiz while they're trying <laughs> To be enjoying something. I don't know about you. I didn't enjoy having, taking quizzes. So, like, that's that's off the table. In the act of it. Correct. Well, yeah. because what you find out is, no, I don't like that. The person that is in the act that you say, I don't like that, yes. now it becomes very self-conscious. Yes. Uh-oh, this is not good. Mm -hmm. But I think having those conversations in safe places, hey, did you like that? Did you enjoy that? Hey, was that, I mean, mm -hmm. did that do something for you? I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Those are... It's communication. People refuse to talk about and have communication about sex. Yeah. And we do. Mm -hmm. We talk about it. Like, yeah. that was great. Absolutely. That wasn't great. Well, and, and talking about the things with our spouse that we enjoy and you being okay receiving that maybe they like something different. Yeah. Like, maybe your spouse does want to talk throughout the day and be, you know, working up. Maybe your spouse doesn't like that. 
but finding out why, because there might be a trigger there. There might be a response. There might be something yeah. that's attached to that for them. And so not just negating, well, they don't like it, so I'm, it's not worth it. Asking the questions of why and getting the connection of the feelings behind it is very, very important. I think it's very important. Now, I will say this because communication is right. But if you're not having healthy communication normal throughout the day, hmm. having healthy sexual conversations probably isn't going to happen. It'll be hard. Very like, hard. You've got to have healthy conversations typically. So you may start with, I could never have a sex conversation. Well, yeah, because you can't have a normal conversation. Mm. So let's start working on our normal conversation. Let's get open, honest, and vulnerable about that so that we can transition that conversation into intimate conversations so that our sex life will be better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for us, going to bed and putting a time limit on, like, maybe even during the summer when the kids were young, even maybe they didn't have the same bedtime, but if you're in a season with littles, making it, hey, this time, after this time, this is mom and dad time. And that's not, that's not wounding your children. That's not negating their feelings. That's saying, hey, mom and dad want to make sure that we're the healthiest we can be so that we're the healthiest for you. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe if you're not doing that at all, maybe one time a week, maybe twice a week saying after this time, mom and dad are just going to have a connection point. And so we need you to stay in your room or watch a movie, but this time the door's closed and mom and dad is special time. I think that's a very big tool and a very yeah. big step because a lot of families that we counsel make the children the priority even over their spouse. Yep. It's yeah. a normal thing. Give me another yeah. tool. I like that tool. Um, <laughs> going to bed together. This one we are not great at. I, I got to tell you. Because you like to watch the Tiki Talkies for I hours. I like the Tiki Talk. And I I need, I yeah, there's times that it needs to be shut down. And so this is a challenge for me. Or we'll work, right? You're, especially if you mm. work from home. You know, since COVID happens, a lot of people transition into working at home. So we don't have those typical yeah. office hours of 9 to 5 anymore. We all are carrying around our little computer devices and seeing the emails ping and and so immediately it's like welcoming everyone else into our bedroom. Like everyone else has access into our bedroom. And so what are the, like the guidelines there that we can cut off? I know for us, we could be healthier with a, even one or two nights a week saying, Hey, after this time, everything shuts down. Yes. <laughs> I you know. know what's else healthier. What's that? What else could be healthier is maybe like when I come to bed, the first thing not being, hey, can you watch the 42 reels I just sent you? <laughs> that might be healthier. I think we talked, about, takes I think we talked about that last week with Gus and Genesis. So I think you can just <laughs> move a, it's past a sense that. Sense. And I think, I'll bet you for a lot of guys, that's a real deal. That's a real deal. <laughs> or you could watch them and we could connect emotionally through humor. We actually have <laughs> friends that do that. I know. Like they save up their TikToks and Instagrams throughout I the day know. and then they watch them together at night laughing. I'd rather yeah. watch them together and laugh at night. Yeah. Rather than that. But you're right. Creating that safe place, going to bed together yes. with a plan. And that's knowing great. that that's knowing that that safe place, like having a couple nights a week that are safeguarded to where we're going to focus on each other doesn't necessarily mean, hey, those are the nights we're going to get it on. That means those are the nights we're going to connect and actually give ourselves space to connect and not try to squeeze in, you know, like. And it may lead there. Yeah. We have these, mo if we have these moments where we're barely passing each other in the halls, 
no wonder our sex life yeah. isn't like really healthy and thriving because we're barely even touching up against each other walking through the hallway, which I know would be I'll all be you need. I'll be better at it. I'll be better at I that. I get I get. I'll that. start rubbing up against you more. <laughs> okay. How about that? Thank you. Just a little rub, that. a little brush. Okay. Is that <laughs> but we need to have connection that goes deeper than this little, yeah, hallway. Love it. That's a great one. Hallway, yeah. You got another one? Um, I think the last one would just be building up the anticipation. Building up anticipation, knowing that one of each spouse, each couple, there's usually a crockpot and there's a microwave. Often the crockpot is the female, microwave is the male. So we have this micro, we've got these crockpots, we've got these microwaves. You can't compare the two. If your spouse is a crockpot, it's going to take them a while to warm up. Yeah, we've talked about that. So yeah, working through it. Yeah. Working Love it. your spouse where they're at. Yeah. Like open communication. Put realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I love that. The fact of the matter is, if in your relationship, the drive, desire for sex has gone away mm. and it's no longer a thing or it's not what it used to be, I would just encourage you, like, begin looking at the why. Yeah. Why are you doing it? What is it benefiting your relationship? Mm -hmm. If it was this gift given to us, mentioned min multiple times in the Bible yes. by multiple different people on the benefits of it, if it's this gift given to us, why has it become no longer a gift for you? Mm. What caused that? If there's past pain, there's past trauma, past luggage, there's hurt within the relationship. Don't let these be dividing places in your relationship Deal with them, seek healing in them, and then begin to move forward from them. Not in a speedily, like, mm. we're just going to race right past it. Move forward slow, but desire it to be the gift that enhances your relationship the way it should because it can enhance your relationship. Yeah, before we close, I think I want to I say one more thing, and that's, you know, the you said it's this gift that God gave us. So no wonder it's such a point of contention in so many marriages because the enemy does not want us to see it as that yeah. the enemy takes this thing and he twists it into something totally different. And that's, it's wreaking havoc in so many relationships. And I think we need to reclaim it. Like we don't talk about it in Christian circles. We don't talk about it in the church, but like, this is ours. This is a gift given. And, and God desires for us to have a healthy sex life with our partner because he knows that it, it's something that builds connection. Amen. It builds connection and it builds healthy families. It builds healthy families. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you once again for checking in, tuning in with us on this Love Doctor pod. Uh, we just pray and hope that in your marriage, sex becomes the gift it was intended to be. Once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Our true desire is this has brought value to you, your marriage, and or your family. The fact is we can't do what we do without the support of you. By your liking, subscribing, and sharing this content, it reaches to those that are beyond our reach. Also, we would encourage you, check out our website, brokenforbetter.com. Become a monthly supporter because by you supporting us, you too are making a difference in marriages. We want to stay connected with you. So follow us on all the different social media platforms at Broken for Better. Because on those different platforms, we're going to be giving tools. We're going to have events, all the different ways that we can stay connected. And we want to be connected. One of the terms that we've adopted is if your marriage 
will visit a fitness center, you too can avoid a trauma center. We truly believe in marriage coaching. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in, whether your marriage is a 10 or whether your marriage is a one. We offer marriage coaching to take it to another level. Thank you for joining us.